Welcome to Trans Mafia. I'm Blue Montana. Hi, it's Orion Block. We are so glad to be back. Life made us take a little break for a while. Well, that was mostly me. I was moving and um, had a bunch of other stuff happen. And just, yeah, life got in the way and adulting and all that fun stuff. I am also ready to be back and have my, uh, my virtual verbal therapy. Yes, I felt better since we started doing the podcast, but sometimes even just talking about this stuff is really therapy, and it makes me feel so much better. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes just being able to talk things out, anybody who, who has therapy, who goes to therapy, sometimes it's just being able to spill your guts and get the verbal, the verbal diarrhea out in a real way will make everything kind of feel a little bit more... I don't know, just better in your soul, a little more ease getting it out of your mind and out into the open, and kind of hearing yourself talk, which I literally can do because I can literally play this back for myself. It's yeah. good It's good to air stuff out sometimes too and just talk about it because, yep. you know, sometimes even in the community we disagree about things and things come up and it's just good to, good to get it out. Uh, we had a rough week in the community this week, though. We lost uh, three trans women this week. We lost Michelle, or also known as Tamika, out of Philadelphia. Um, a friend of mine, Malaysia, from Dallas. Um, the sad thing about Malaysia is she was beaten up last month. She was in a minor fender bender, and a bunch of people crowded around her, and somebody offered a guy $200 to beat her up. And they're like, shoot that faggot, beat her up. Uh, so they did. They beat the tar out of her, and then a month later, um, she ended up passing away from a gunshot wound. So, um, uh, you know, uh, this 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 crazy. This all oh, this is just crazy. I don't even know what else to say about it. Yeah, I mean, it's I just no it's, it's very unfortunate, and it just goes to show again, trans women, specifically trans women of color, again are being targeted and beaten up and killed many times by people in their own community. I don't mean people in the trans community. I mean people within their ethnic community. Where do you think that comes from? Um, I think it comes from a place of ignorance. I think it comes from a place of, of miseducation and not talking about it. Stop! Sorry, I have my puppies and they're acting crazy, so if you hear crazy puppies in the background, that's what that is. <laughs> Yay, animals. Yay for animals. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and that, like, you know, certain communities, like, you know, the African-American community, the black community, the Latinx community, um, they don't talk about this kind of stuff. No. You know, it's it's kind of taboo, and it's, we don't talk about it, and it's, uh, you know, it's just a source of shame for a lot of people. Yeah. So, it's really hard for trans women of color to be proud of, of who they are, and just, Yeah, you know. I, I had a sit-down discussion with, um an associate of mine and she kind of was venting about how she didn't feel like she could be a lesbian and black like it was like she had to either be black and not bring up any kind of queer politics or she had to be queer and not really bring up the black politics and like we are intersectional people we are made up of all these different things and to think that like our own community especially um, communities that have been oppressed, systematically oppressed over and over, why are we also oppressing people within our communities? Yeah. Um, but, you know, when the oppressed becomes the oppressor, you know, the people that have more more rights will oppress those that don't, so people that are queer, people that are trans, and um, women. 
Yeah, race is a hard issue anyway. I mean, I'm mixed. I'm black, I'm white, and I'm Native American. So, like, for the white people, I'm mixed. And they can tell that I'm part black. And black people are like, well, you're too white. <laughs> you know, you're not part of us. And it's like, well, where do you kind of fit in? Even in my own community, it's like I don't feel like I have a spot sometimes. Yeah. Because it's always, you're too this or you're too that, you know? Well, I mean, think, I think that most people really, in reality, are biracial or triracial or quadracial. Yeah. Because we are, especially in the U.S., we are such a melting pot. And with colonization, like, there are many different ways that we have become to be, as we can all look at the, how they have the, um, uh, the chromosome, mm-hmm. you know, the testing and that kind of stuff, where people are like, I didn't know I was Scottish. Right. And I'm like, well, yeah, somebody was. And that's what makes us all unique, is that we are all times 57, and nobody's a pure anything. Yeah. So you can leave that idea to the. It is uniqueness that makes the world go round. So. Absolutely. Yes, it is. It is. It is unfortunate, and like I wish that there are. I, I I'm gonna say that there are some really super awesome um, trans and queer activists, radical activists out there that are very verbal and very much upfront, and I really would specifically like to get one person on um, to do kind of get them on this podcast and talk about their experiences because I think they have very unique experiences but you know as verbal as they are you know sometimes being minority you just get kind of ignored yeah and that sucks yeah and I'm used to being ignored because you know trans voices are often ignored yeah. we're just rooted and oppressed I mean I read something the other day it says you know when you become when you refuse to be disrespected you become difficult and I'm like, I like that. Because it's a lot of times, you know, they think that we're all just these angry trans people. Well, we get tired. We're tired of being talked over. We're tired of being talked down. We're tired of being treated like crap. We're tired of being treated like we don't matter. You know, and, uh, you know, to be quite honest, they had that, that school shooting in Colorado last week or a couple weeks ago. Uh, one of the shooters was a young trans boy, 16 years old. You know, and I was talking to somebody, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised that that hasn't happened more often, as often as we're bullied and beat up. And like, <laughs> I actually was thinking the same thing. You know what I mean? Not, not to laugh about it, but, but seriously, like, you know, there is this idea that, like, you only can take so much. And I'm going to say this is for anyone who, like, reacts like that. There's only so much you can take before you're going to snap. Um... And trans people kind of get the brunt of it. And I think that, you know, any cis people listening, any queer people listening that don't identify as trans, like, this is a real thing. This is, there is constant oppression. There's constant watching your back. Like, hypervigilance is a thing that, like, comes with being trans. you got to watch your back. And that's why many people in... And not just my opinion, but like many people do want to get surgeries and want to quote pass because it's scary if you don't. Because if you get clocked, if you get, you know, if someone sees that you are trans and they decide that they're having a bad day and they're going to take it off out on your queer ass, then they're going to do that. And that is super scary to live with and have to watch your back all the time. Um, I can't, well, I can speak personally on this because I do uh, appear differently. I um, have a mustache. I wear sometimes masculine clothes, sometimes neutral clothing, sometimes makeup. Um, And so sometimes people don't know 
and I had a client who's like, I, are you a boy or a girl? And I'm like, that's exactly where I feel. Like, I'm like, I'm none, neither. Thank you very much. Um, but, yeah, passing for some people is, is the difference between life and death, and some people just aren't going to because of their body type or what they can afford. And unfortunately, we can't just accept people for being people. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because he told the judge, right, at his arraignment. Um, oh, about your friend that was, that was killed? No, it's about the kid in Colorado, oh, the young the kid. kid. Mm-hmm. They told the judge, like, this kid's friend, his pronouns are he, him, his, and all this stuff. And, you know, the judge kind of asked him, like, what, what was going on? Mm-hmm. And he told the judge, he goes, I'm tired of being bullied. He goes, see, them, them and me, and I wanted to live. Like, it's that, it's that simple. Does that make it right what he did? Absolutely not, no. but... People don't understand uh, what we go through on a daily basis just to exist, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, sometimes right or wrong isn't just black and white as it should be. No. And there, there is no, there's a lot of gray in that. Because, yeah. because this, and I'm going to use this as an example. We send people to other countries that don't look like us or may look like us. And we're saying, go shoot those people. And that's okay. That's not considered murder. It's considered war. Except when we do the same thing here... It's considered murder. And I'm like, okay, but, but wait, isn't that all just murder? Yeah, guess what? War is murder. And I'm going to stand behind that. And this is why I have an issue with um, with our military. Like, the, we, it is created to, with the idea that you are going to kill people and maybe look them in the face while you're killing them. And you've got to kind of somehow be okay with that and try to be a person after that. So, anyway, just giving props to our uh, soldiers with PTSD because of some of that shit. Um, I don't, I'm not against soldiers, and I know that people have to do what they have to do, but I am anti-war, and I don't think that it solves anything. It just, it's just bullying tactics. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was in, I was in the for 13 years, but I, uh, I am 100% anti-war, as odd as that may sound. You know, I mean, I knew that was a possibility when I enlisted. Um, but I didn't enlist agreeing whether or not war was good. I didn't know I wanted to go to school. I wanted to get my degree. You know, I wanted to travel. I wanted to do some other things. So, um, now that I enlisted at 17, I never thought I'd be going to war. I never thought any of that would happen. I'm like, yeah, right. When was the last time we went to war? When's that going to happen again? Did, did you end up deploying with the Gulf War? Is that, no, you no, were too young for that. No, I was too young for that. My first deployment was on doing freedom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like that it's called Operation Freedom when we're just going to someone else's land and just kind of, you know, bombing them. Well, they've been doing it since the beginning of time, though. I mean, they kicked all the Indi- all, all, all the natives off their land, and that's where land we're sitting on right now. So, stealing land from people is the American way, don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. America, and this is me dogging on America, please, um... You know, if our lovely, lovely freaking Cheeto president is listening, dude, America kind of sucks right now, and part of it's because of you, but part of it's because, like, we believe that going into other places and being bullies is, like, a okay way to be, and that's not an okay way to be. Like, don't do that shit. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, he doesn't like other places, other countries being bullies, but it's okay for him to be a bully here. I don't, I, I'm not comprehending any of that. And I'm not saying it's okay to bomb anybody. I'm just saying the U.S. has a history of, like, going in, bombing a place, and then coming in and being like, we're bringing democracy. And then it being, like, just another base for the U.S. to 
you know, control. And I really have a problem with that. If like we're really going to help a country, then we need to go in and help and then pull out and let them freaking deal with it. Yeah. That sounded really bad. We should have been out of Iraq a long happened. time ago. <laughs> no babies. <I'm> so sorry. <laughs> uh, pull out. Let them deal with it. Um, right. Don't do that if you're with a person that's not a good thing. But I mean, democracy used to be the American way, and I don't know that that's the case anymore. I mean, it's being attacked <laughs> in Alabama with the heartbeat and all these other places, like with the heartbeat bill and all this other stuff. So I don't, I don't even know if we really truly do have a democracy anymore. It's more like a dictatorship. Now, I'm not saying just with the president, but like, you know, all this religious freedom stuff. Would they have the freedom to, for a lot of the religious stuff, why don't we have the freedom to be who we are? And I know that we've talked about it probably briefly before, but this country was founded on um, deism, which is there is a higher power, but we are not naming that higher power because we believe in freedom of religion, which is why a lot of people came to the U.S., and that they were prisoners. But a lot of people came to the U.S. because they needed to escape um, European uh, rule where, where uh, religion was law. Yeah, you were Catholic and that was it. Right. Or you were Anglo-Saxon and that was it. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think for Spain it was Catholic. For France, I think it was Catholic. And I think that the Protestant... I don't know. It's kind of ironic. Anyway. That's what's going on again in this uh, country, isn't it? Just let people do their thing. Just, just, just freaking. And I don't even want to say tolerance. Just like maybe you should educate your fucking self. Anyway, uh, so I have a fun one to bring up. Um, so again, this is not. You know, I have not. I haven't watched any new, any new TV shows. So I don't really have any of that stuff to talk about. Maybe I can think of something. But came across this article: White gay men are hindering our progress as a queer community. And this is specifically talking about Pride Parade in, um, this is from 2017, but a Pride Parade in Washington, D.C., and how there were protesters that were made up of queer, POC, um, trans individuals fighting for multiple rights, Black Lives Matter, um, uh, reproductive rights, things like that, and were being kind of poo-pooed on because they were stopping a pride parade that had not included them in the parade. They And really, when we look at pride, a lot of times pride is gay white men. And oh, we won the fight because we, you know, we can marry. But that doesn't help, you know, a lot of people of color, it doesn't help people that don't have money, it doesn't help homeless people, it doesn't help people that are hungry, it doesn't help trans people, and it really doesn't help too many people. No, see, here's it's, what here's what people don't realize about the LGBT community. The LGBT community is built on a system of privilege. Yes. It is absolutely built on a system of privilege. If you have money, you're the elite gay, and you're good, and you can go to all these fancy functions and do all this other stuff... But if you're poor, you can't afford to do that, even if you're in the LGBT community. And we're just going to sit up there and drink our glasses of whiskey and our, our glasses of wine and look down on you and say, well, we got what we need, so poo on you. And right. that, that's the way I, I see it. Right, right. Uh, I mean, uh, this article kind of goes on to talk about how um, white cisgender gay men ha- are tuning out. Like, they've stopped going to protest because they're like, well, we don't really have anything to protest. Like, they're pulling their money out because they're like, well, we won. We don't have anything to do. And if they do no- donate things, it's for sexual health, um, which is totally okay, except what about all the people that were fighting for you? And then turning around 
people with the most privilege, which would be white, cisgender, gay, um, wealthy men. Right. And, you know, but you're not turning around and fighting for, you know, like the people to start a Stonewall, like trans women of color. Like, we're not... Well, right, here's the thing about that. I, I'm gonna, there's probably going to be a hot button. Oh, do it. Probably going to get some shit about you this, know I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I think a lot of these white trans women uh-huh. that have these upper-paying jobs that, thank God, before they transition, mm-hmm. need to step up. They still have... We, we couldn't get those jobs as trans men because we were once identified as women, mm-hmm. right? They got those jobs before they transitioned. Mm-hmm. They were still able to keep those jobs mm-hmm. in some cases. I understand not everybody could keep whatever job that they had. I get that. Yeah. But they still had jobs that nobody was able to get, they weren't able to get, yeah. but they yeah. hadn't been cis men. Yeah, there is. And I, so I understand what you're saying. I think that trans women do need to step up, but also I don't necessarily want a trans, white trans woman from an upper upper class or upper middle class speaking for me because that is not my experience. No. And she is probably not going to be able to understand or appreciate mm-hmm my shit or you know kind of anybody else's shit except for us yeah no I'm not saying they need to step up as far as that goes they need to start throwing some of that money around I would agree with that. that's what I'm talking about start throwing some of that money to these organizations start throwing some of that money to these young trans women that can't afford to go to college yeah you know um cause that's I then some of them it's just, I don't know I don't want to say it bugs me but it's just kind of that's something that's not really talked about well I know? think I think you know we all have some privilege in one form or another, however that may be. Um, but acknowledging that privilege, it is sure easy to look up and see who we are under and what kind of privilege we don't have. Look up that ladder and see, oh, well, those people have all that. But it's really hard to look behind us and see what we have in other people's lives. Right. For instance, I have white privilege. I have um, privilege of uh, being able to have gone to school. I have a job. I am a citizen. Um, I am somewhat able-bodied. Um, and hmm, there's probably some other things I'm sure that I can come up with some privilege if I really think about it. But I think that it takes each and every one of us to actually sit there, examine, and look at our privilege and see what we have. And then what? What? how can we use that leverage? How can we actually use that leverage for for good and not for evil? Let's use our superpowers for good and not for evil. Yeah, I think some people are ashamed to admit that they have it. And I don't think it's a bad thing to no. admit that you have it all. In fact, I think it's kind of a bad thing if you don't know you have it or don't admit you have it. Because yeah. that's kind of a... a well, having privilege is not a bad thing. It's not a good know, or bad thing. It just is. It's how you it's, use it. Yeah and, yeah. yeah, and how you kind of angle yourself. I mean, you know, there, there is something to be said for, like, assessing yourself. As an adult human, we all need to assess ourselves and see where we're at. See where we at in, are in the game of life mm-hmm. and figure out, you know, what deficits we have, but also what privileges we have. And use those, and then try to actually pull some people up with us. Not speak for them, pull them up with us. Because if we don't, then we are just, you know, definitely, you know, being part of the problem instead of part of the solution. Um, and I, I wish that more, you know, trans people. So if you are trans, uh, you are a white trans woman who has money. How about you know actually trying to look and see if there might be some jobs where you can you know, kill two birds with one stone and hire a trans woman of color. Mentor somebody. Yeah. 
Just yep. mentor somebody. You know, this is how I got started. This is, you know, it's little stuff like that. Like, you know, it's frustrating to me sometimes because so, so many of these trans women, especially trans women call, have so much dinking potential. Yep. Yep. And it's so wasted. I work in a bar and I see it all the time. These same girls come in and they wait for the guys to come in to buy them drinks and see if they can take them home. And then they're back in an hour or two after they do whatever it is they do. I have no problem with sex work. Don't get me wrong. I am 100% pro-sex work. But I'm against sex work when that is your only option to survive simply yeah. because you're trans. Yeah. That should not be the case. Yeah, But it is the case for a lot of people right. because getting a job in a, you know, quote, uh, the right type of work. Like, what, what is the right type of work working at McDonald's? Because you know that's not a fucking living wage. Right. Working at Walmart is not a living wage. And, you know, people that work at Walmart can argue with me, but I've also heard of people, Walmart, telling people, okay, well, go go apply for food stamps because, you know, you're not going to make enough money here. So, Speaking of Walmart, it kind of yeah. pisses me off that they're selling pride gear and they're shitty to hire to trans people that work there. They don't offer trans benefits. They give crappy. They're crappy about people using their names and pronouns, but they'll take our money. So fuck you, Walmart. Sorry, just had to say. That. <laughs> well, maybe they're actually marketing to the white, wealthy gay men that go to Walmart and want their pride gear. Um, Probably. I mean, is it trans pride gear or yeah. is it? No, it's pride gear. No, it's pride. Gear. Yeah, it's pride. Of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was the puppy. Mm-hmm. All right, puppy, you are just too much. Blue's puppy is very cute. I'm sure if you are interested in seeing what Blue's puppy looks like, you can go online because he has about 2 billion pictures of his stinking cute little puppy sleeping, of course, because that's the only time, you know, puppies are really cute is when they're sleeping. Just kidding. Just kidding, puppy. Don't bite me. Um, But anyway, yeah. So... So Blue got another puppy because I had a, another dog for 10 years. Her name was Lily, and she was amazing. Um, I got her right right before I started kind of right before I started transitioning, right at the beginning of my transition. Um, and she was the only thing I had for a long time, and she literally saved my life. Like this dog just was there to calm me and just be there. And I lost her the end of March, uh, and it was pretty devastating for me because yeah. I was really, really close to her and I still miss her a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, Sage here is going to be my new PTSD service dog so um, as soon as she gets old enough she'll be start- she's already starting to get trained for it now. Um, she goes with me pretty much everywhere I go but yeah, my new puppy is Sage. She's a nine week old red nose pit bull English bulldog mix um, and you'll be hearing a lot of her unfortunately. Sorry, not sorry. And uh, I'll have pictures up of her so yeah, that's my new baby. But, you know, I've, it's interesting we're talking about that because I talked to an autistic trans guy the other day who had a service dog, and a lot of us in the trans community rely on animals. You know what I mean? Because it's our source of comfort. When everybody else will leave us or abandon us, they don't. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of people in the trans community have um, service animals, you know, yeah. for multiple for reason. reasons. For yeah. Good reason. Yeah, emotional support yeah. animals, I mean, whatever animals the case may do be. just give love. I mean, Cats are a little judgmental, but they do still give you love. Yeah. As, con- as uh, what do you call it, um, <laughs> contingent as it is on, like, you know, you feeding them or whatever. Um, I, you know what, I, do you want to switch gears a little bit? I did think of some entertainment. Yeah. That I was super excited about. Um, so, 
I, mean, I don't know anything, Game of Thrones, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I'm talking about teen, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay, new one, it is very, very dark. It talks about, you know, really dark, like, Satanism um, and things like that. But they have a character who's a trans kid. Trans really? guy. In yeah, the series? Trans, yes. Okay. And that's, and, and this is the sweetest little actor, actress. I'm not really sure how they identify. In real life, I guess I should actually look that shit up. Um, but I highly recommend it because then you can actually see yourself. Um, again, it is like a white trans, um, cute little trans high school, uh, trans guy, I think. But, um, the kind of going through it, but like, it was very cool because the family was very accepting. It wasn't like, uh, 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 we don't accept yeah. you, which was actually kind of nice. Actually so you get, kind you of think nice. that's just because it's TV land or... Um, I think that there are some people that are getting more accepted. It's nice to show parents being accepting. I do believe that that's TV land, and I think that there's a lot less parents. There's a lot of parents that are like, oh, my kid's just, I think my kid's just a bunch of lesbian, or I think that my kid's just a gay guy, and they're just not quite, you know. uh, This was a phase thing, and, and... yeah, I mean, you know, there is, of course, like, the trans trending, um, trans trenders, and that kind of thing, where people are trying things on, which is, we've talked about that before, which I think is, you know, developmentally, it's great that people can actually question and delve into, like, what gender means to them. But, um, you know, I also, it, it is also really hard for me to see people constantly on a daily basis changing their name changing their gender not doing any research because when I meet kids that are trans like really are from that um, consistent persistent they have done fucking so many years of research before they've even come I have met kids in middle school that they are more mature than you know your 21 year old um because they've done so much research and know, know what's out there, know what the surgeries are, because everything is, if you want it bad enough, you will Google it and you can find it. And you may not always find correct information, but if you look long enough, you will. Um, And so these kids are coming in and like, I want this, 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 and like their parents, but I'm not out to my parents and I don't know what to do about it. And I'm not sure if I'm really trans and I'm like, how long has this been going on? They're like, oh, a couple of years. And I'm like, mm, well, I mean, I can't tell you that you're trans. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all signs point to yes. Right. And that might be scary for you. But also, like, you know, let's build some community. Because research that I did, I was very surprised with this research showed that, yes, you lose friends, you lose family. But once you actually connect in with the trans community, you like gain a bunch of friends and, and um, ways to get work and things like that where I was really surprised. I didn't expect that at all, but it was it it was like once you connected with trans community, they overcame a lot of the issues that they were having with their family, with the old friends, with the you know, their kids, um, because the support is within the trans community. Um, which is um, really interesting. Oh, and also entertainment news. Please watch Pose. I think that it's on Netflix. It is, In fact, yeah. I know it's on Netflix. It's really good. Yeah, um, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, trans uh, trans women of color are stars in the show. It right. talks about houses. It talks about the support. 
within the trans community mm. and and problems within the trans community of the medicalization, like mm, just you know randomly getting like collagen everywhere and, and pumping and stuff like that. Yeah. Just things things that are extremely problematic. So, um, but in a way that's actually like it's like they actually talk to a trans person or fifteen Imagine to make the show. And that it, it is really good. I mean, even if you're not trans, I highly recommend watching Pose, uh, Netflix, watch it, support it, um, rate it on Netflix. It, it is really good, though. It is good entertainment. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's sad, and a lot, but it's very... I, I Yes, it's it's Hollywood, but it's also very real in a lot of ways. I'll have to check it out. I've heard a lot of good things about it. I just haven't had the chance mm-hmm. to watch it yet. Um, so I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah. It's interesting. I talked to a mom this week in Georgia. She's got um, five-year-old triplets, and one of them is kind of gender-bending and trying to figure out, you know, um, born female signed to birth, but very and very male-leaning. Right. You know, and it's funny because she said when they were in the store, somebody said something about being a cute little boy, and she started correcting. She goes, "My do- my kid just looked at me like, don't say anything. Right. Like I want them right. to think I'm a boy." Right. She goes, well, I don't know, like, if they want me to start, like, it's cool. They're cool with being, they haven't come to me and said yet, yeah. I want to be he, you know, or be called he or she. So they don't know, the parents are like, how do I know? I'm like, just use their name, or use they. Yeah. You know, I said, they'll figure it out, they're five years old. Yeah. You know? Um, but it's, 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 watching parents go through that with a child mm-hmm. is kind of reminiscent of, like, when I was growing up, trying to figure out how I get my parents to do that. Yeah. You know, and well, even talk about the conversation, have the conversation with me. And I was actually, you know, really on that. I was going through um, books, like children's books, to see, there's a lot of kids' books mm-hmm. on on being transgender. Yeah. There's there's a lot now, and it's, yeah. it's so nice to see. I don't know that they're all good. I don't know that they're all positive. Um, I, you know, but I, it was nice to actually see the variety, though. Yeah. So we have something that we can help trans kids, uh, if we even if they're questioning. Like all kids should have these types of books because we should learn about, you know, being good to the environment. We should learn about different genders. We should learn about, you know, that everybody poops. That's mm-hmm. a thing we should all right. learn. Like we do need to learn about those things, and I think right. it's important. You know, the earlier we start, the better. And even if you're not sure, like just for your kids that aren't. You know what? Like, bring them into it. Bring them into the mix. Well, right. Like, you know, parents don't have to agree with trans people or whatever, you know, to teach their kid to be kind to people, all people. You know, I said to a parent one time, like, we don't disagree with We don't agree with trans. And I said, you don't have to. I said, a lot of people don't agree with with black people, but that doesn't mean you get the right to be mean to them. Like, they're, they're people. Yeah, you know. Well, and I don't. I don't think it's like you don't get to agree or disagree. Right. Is what it is. Like I feel like you don't agree at what you don't approve of. Well, I don't freaking approve of uptight, douchey people. But I have to deal with them on a daily basis. So like they're there, regardless of whether I approve of them or not. Because I I don't approve doesn't make them disagree. I somebody say to me in training one time like. It just, it just against our beliefs. And I said, well, I'm sorry. I said, but it's against my beliefs for somebody to dye their hair and wear a pink shirt. So I can't talk to you. You need to sit down. She just kind of looked at me, and everybody in the room got quiet. 
I said, you see how disrespectful that was? Because that's how we're treated every day. When people don't agree with us, that's how they treat us. You know? I said, she didn't like what I just did. So how can you imagine how it feels to us when it happens to us all the time? And it, oh my dear God, it's the puppies, I don't know, they all had caffeine before I came. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's the whole thing where we do get those things said right to our faces. Yes. We, I have gotten where I was at work a couple weeks ago and someone walked in and she had, someone walked in and she had a kid and she looked at me like I was a piece of shit that she couldn't get away from quick enough. Right. And I was like, I went right to the office and I said, please, please, please tell me that that's not one of my clients. And if it is, I don't want to, I don't want to see that person. I have the right to not see someone if they're going to be a dick to me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that, and also like you have a right to not see me, you know, if you don't want to see someone that's trans. But like I also, and I want to also say that to other practitioners. It's okay if people are being fucked up to you to not just take their abuse. Please just, you know, turn them away. You can tell them nicely why. Um, but, like, if people are being dicks, don't, like, don't let them get away with it. Especially if you are trans or queer and you are trying to work with people. Like, don't let them get away with that shit. Yeah, I've turned clients away from a support group I used to run um, when I was employed at the center because they were just toxic trans people. You know, they come in a group and they're like, why are you here? You're not planning on having surgery. You're not trans. And you're not going on hormones, so you're not trans. It's like, you know, you don't get the, the, you don't get the right to judge and say that and, 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 yeah. and say that about people. You know, it's, everybody's journey is their own. And if they decide that they don't want to or need to do that for themselves, and that's all that needs to be said about that. Well, and I think that that's hinging on a belief system. This is talking about the people who are like, well, that's not part of our belief. You know, our belief system is based on something. And guess what? It's evolutionary. So, like, we learn something new, and then we change our belief system because we realize that the world is not flat. It actually is round, and you're not going to sail off the end, and the turtle is going to eat or whatever. But, I mean, you know, we really, the excuses that, oh, it's not part, you know what? Fucking educate yourself. And a belief system is just that. It's something that you believe. Right. It's not something that maybe even fact. Sometimes it is fact. But other than that, if you can't prove it's fact, then it's just something that you believe. And that's all it is to it. And that's okay to believe that. But what's not okay is to, to, to force opinions on people that are not factually based as truth. Right. That's your truth. Well, and like even when we're looking at like medical model, like science doesn't prove anything. No. It just, it, it's more likely than not that something is something. Right. But science doesn't prove anything and I think people are being well there's scientific proof and I'm like uh oxymoron and no you're welcome (laughs) I'm gonna get blue and aneurysm no it's like you know I tell people all the time like you know there's a lot of medical reasons people are transgender like what really you know but they don't do enough studies and research on us to see what some of these things are they never you know, I'm sorry, but if I was a doctor and somebody said to me, you know, I think I might be transgender, well, let's do a chromosome test. Let's do a DNA test. Let's do a genetic test to see where your chromosomes are at. Mm-hmm. You know? Because there's Turner syndrome. There's mm-hmm. all these androgen insensitivity. Yeah. Sin- like, that could be a, a real issue. Yeah. There's, there uh, are so many different varieties. I was actually looking it up, and I misquoted that there were 16, 16 different. But, like, 
it was it was something like 72 or something. Yeah. I was looking on the World Health Organization, which is like pretty much top notch when we're looking up chromosomes. So we we list the the four the four. There's the triple X, the X zero, the X Y Y, and the X no, and the there's the X Y Y and something else. But a lot of it, you know, is when there's actual problems, when you're not developing, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not getting, uh, you know, not menstruating, your body's not being reproductive if there's like developmental delays, things like that. That's the only time we ever test because they're like these big flag things. But they found a lot of different varieties where we have X, Y, Y, Y. But even then, they don't and, really test for gender. They test for problems, but they don't test for gender nope. issues. And so, like, it, it, it kills me when I see people's, um, what do you call them, like, when they take the picture of the baby in the body. Yeah. The newborn pictures? Yeah, the, you know. In the, oh, the pregnancy the pictures. Pregnancy yeah. pictures. What is that? Ultrasound. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm never going to have a child. Right. <laughs> if I don't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that, they'll put XX or XY on it. And I'm like, that's not what they check. They tried to see if there was a little willy or not. That's what they're looking at is, is there a penis or not? And that's kind of like, but that doesn't, that doesn't talk about gender. And that's just talking about a piece of flesh because we all were um, essentially female in the very beginning because guess what? Uh, So does that make everybody transgender then? Mm. Or intersex. Yeah, you know how I've talked about intersex. Like we're all we're all intersex. Um, yeah, I just think that there's just a lot more variety, and we don't recognize that because it's too hard to classify that many things, right. and it confuses us. And we don't like, but we like to classify things, but we don't want to classify it too much because then, especially with humans, that means that there would be too much, and then our heads will explode, and we won't be able to take it in. However, there's millions and millions of insects that are being found every day and we can classify that. People are just too terrified to talk about gender differences that there could possibly be in gender because that'll blow their whole little world up. And they're like, oh no, now I can't live in this closed-minded, big in a little world because there's proof that trans people are actually valid. God forbid we find out that trans people are actually valid. There's medical right. reasons why people are trans. Right. You know, I don't have an excuse to be a bigot anymore, you know? <laughs> well, I think and there's also this kind of like prejudice where where we don't we don't really know what happens with long-term uh hormone use right. we don't know what happens with um uh the blockers mm-hmm. we don't know and that's unfortunate yes we're a very much smaller population there is some research being done but they're long longitudinal research and so we need to know but what hormones have been going on for a while why didn't we start this a while ago like, why is it like, here's some fucking hormones, and then, oh, we don't really know what it's going to do, but we're pretty sure it does this, but we won't really know, and so we're just going to tell you all these terrible things about your body and make you go through horrible tests and be like, oh, yeah, we don't really know. Inconclusive. Everything's inconclusive. That comes from personal experience um, of having to go through very, very painful uh, biopsies, uterine biopsies that are like, and then they're like, oh, take some Advil anybody's been through one of those they fucking suck and advil doesn't cut it anyone who does medical stuff advil does not cut it please please just prescribe a couple of fucking pills to knock them out just punch them in the face i wish somebody would have punched me in the face and knocked me out that would have been better than like 
having to be aware during that time. And I probably would have moved less. I had to, I, there was a time I had to get a uterine biopsy like once a month. Oh, for six no, months. No, no, for no. six months. Oh, God, no. Um, <laughs> which all.